G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. And the Wellington Phoenix have seen their quest for Australia Cup glory come to an end after a 2-0 defeat to MacArthur Football Club last night, but now the club's attention can shift towards the approaching A-League season with their squad now finalised. It's time to get down to business. So been a very busy morning in the English Premier League, so let's bring in our resident Manchester United tragic, I didn't write these notes, Ricardo, by the way, uh, and football pundit, uh, Ricardo Ball. And, uh, Ricardo, I'll bring you in by just uh, going through the scorelines this morning. Uh, Arsenal, Aston Villa, so Arsenal 2, Aston Villa 1, Bournemouth and Wolves uh, in the little draw, Manchester City bombing Nottingham Forest 6-0, uh, West Ham and Tottenham, uh, London affair there, 1-1. And Liverpool in the end uh, scoring in the eighty and sorry in the ninety eighth minute ninety eighth minute uh, to beat uh, Newcastle two one and there were some pretty ugly scenes on the touchline there Ricardo good morning to you what did you make of that uh, result this morning uh, Liverpool two Newcastle one yeah I think uh, Newcastle they rightly gutted not to get anything out of that game Smithy to be honest I mean they uh, Liverpool really look out of sorts at the moment they they're not playing the way we think they normally can. Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's, you know, obviously uh, the right back, who gets forward a lot. Um, he's really been caught out a lot this season. It, it happened against United. It happened against Fulham. Uh, it happened again here today. Um, so he's not having a great time. And I think there's just a bit of a disconnect. Plus, they're down on numbers in midfield. And their midfield is a bit ineffectual at the moment. So, you know, Newcastle, they took the lead in this game. They could have been 2-0 up. There was a marginal offside given on that goal, which would have put them 2-0 up. And then, of course, to make matters worse, when the board went up, Smithy, at 90 minutes, it said five minutes of an injury time, and they got to eight minutes somehow. Uh, and then, basically, as soon as Liverpool scored, the ref blew the final whistle. So you know that there's something not quite adding up. When even Michael Owen, who's a, you know, a, a Liverpool legend, who was a pundit on the game today, says, I have no idea where he got that extra three minutes from. Um, so you can see why... Newcastle were annoyed. Uh, they were talking, obviously, to the fourth official. The Liverpool bench was celebrating. That caused some issues. wasn't quite Tuchel versus Conte issues, but uh, there certainly had to be some stewards involved and people separated. It, it wasn't pretty, and you can totally understand why Newcastle were, were annoyed. It felt like that game should have been over, and they should have managed to get a point for Anfield. So, uh, yeah, I, I think a lot still to come this season, and uh, Liverpool... Jurgen Klopp, a lot of work to do there um, because things aren't tracking particularly well there just at the moment. Meanwhile, at uh, the top of the table, uh, Ricardo, Manchester City dealing out a reality check for Nottingham Forest 6-0 and Arsenal prevailing over Aston Villa 2-1. So the top of the table remains the same. Yeah, uh, and, and Manchester City, oh man, Erling Haaland, what a signing. He scored a hat-trick uh, by the 38th minute. He's now scored two hat-tricks in the Premier League already. Uh, the fastest to that, he's, he's taken five games in the Premier League to score two hat-tricks. Uh, the previous fastest to score two hat-tricks in the Premier League was 21 games. So he's absolutely smashed that record. And, uh, you know, they took him off after an hour. 
Um, so they really, they, you know, they played the mercy card a wee bit. Um, they, they took Harland off and played a couple of kids um, for the last half hour, which was frightening, I think, for the rest of the league. Harland looks undefendable. He's six foot five, Smithy. He can hit the ball with either foot. He's great in the air. He's physical. He's fast. And uh, with the way that Man City, their players, you know, that move the ball around so well, guys like Foden and De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva, they just create space all the time. So he's going to be very difficult to defend. And interesting, uh, again, you know, listening to Michael Owen uh, speak this morning, he said that, you know, the, the current record for the most goals in a Premier League season is 32. He said he's on track to smash that. And, and it's really only injuries that's going to stop him from doing it if he gets any. Um, you know, he was saying 40, 40 is on the cards, the way he's going at the moment. So, yeah, interesting to see how that develops, particularly when you consider we've got this World Cup break and Norway aren't going to the World Cup. So Haaland's going to be plenty fresh when the Premier League resumes. Absolutely. Plenty of beach time for him in that break, I would imagine, with that massive frame that he's got. Uh, and the Gunners, the Gunners prevailing over, mm. over Villa. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a good win for Arsenal. They've now won five from five. They are top of the league, clear by two points over Manchester City. Going really, really well for them. Uh, they haven't had a decent, decent test just yet. Uh, but the thing for if you're an Arsenal fan, you're looking at games like Villa and looking at games like Crystal Palace away they had first up. Those are games that they weren't getting three points from last season. So I think the signs are there. Uh, that things are greatly on the improve. They do have some issues in midfield. Mohamed Al-Nini has been uh, ruled out for some period of time, the Egyptian midfielder. Uh, Thomas Partey, they're saying it's an injury, although he does have some uh, off-field issues to deal with involving the police as well, so that might come into it. Uh, so they, they are looking for the transfer window about, what, 24 hours to go to maybe bring somebody else into the midfield. That could be a hiccup down the track uh, a lack of bodies in the middle so we'll have to see how that plays out but at the moment if you're Arsenal you're very very happy indeed but Gabriel Jesus grabbing another goal today and on the flip side of that Smithy you've got to start worrying about Steven Gerrard and uh, you know his tenure at Aston Villa he's been backed by the owner he's spent a lot of money in this time there brought in the players this is his team now and they have won one and lost four of their first five games this season so the pressure really is on him and oh you know when the pressure's on you smithy the one thing you want is manchester city in your next game exactly uh, exactly right uh, yeah you really do don't you hey spurs uh, just finally um bournemouth wolves nil nil um and uh, west ham grabbing a second half equalizer uh, against tottenham yeah, I mean, the, the, the West Ham-Spurs rivalry is, is, is well documented. Those two, two teams have no love for each other whatsoever. So you can kind of throw form out the window a little bit going into this. And, I mean, West Ham, they didn't start the season well. They did pick up a win last time out against Villa, but they weren't great in that game. Uh, but they found a way to get a point against Tottenham. They really outfought Spurs in this game, I thought. Uh, David Moyes has got them playing uh, a very concise sort of type of football. They're hard to break down. Uh, they're still not creating probably as much as they would like to. And, and you know, given the players they've got, that's a bit of a head-scratcher. Um, they've got Scamata, the, the new Italian striker, who's a who's a big guy as well um, up front, who's giving them another option from Antonio. So we'll have to see. But I think it's just it's just taking West Ham a little bit more time to gel with the new signings than they would have liked. But the signs are good. You get a one-all draw with Spurs, considering the way Spurs have been playing. I think that's a positive result for West Ham, and they'll, they'll take that, they'll bank that, and they'll look to move on. Uh, Tom's just texted in uh, Ricardo and said, Liverpool extra time, 
Well, uh, three minutes were due to the Newcastle goalie injury and extra time milking it. So I did see him go down, um, but uh, we'll just see if there, there won't be any developments so, because I, I guess it's uh, referee, referee is the sole judge of time when it comes to that, I would imagine. Right, let's look, look at uh, your mob because uh, you are, uh, have got an isolated game tomorrow morning against uh, Leicester City. And uh, you, you know, these are the games that Man U sides normally win, but what about it? Well, I think there's every chance that United get a win here. Um, and I don't say that because United have been travelling so well. I mean, the, the last time out, got that win against Southampton, uh, 1-0. Probably could have been more, but wasn't. Um, and that'll be a worry. No Anthony Martial tomorrow either. He's still injured. Um, and Cristiano Ronaldo, still question marks over whether he's going to still be at the club. So there's a bit to do there. But I think, you know, if you look at the opposition, Leicester City, currently bottom of the Premier League, Leicester City, they've got uh, Wesley Fofana has agitated for a move. Uh, he's got his move to Chelsea, so he's their best defender. Yuri Tillemans hasn't been playing. He's one of their best midfielders. Uh, he's been waiting for a move potentially to Arsenal, so he hasn't been playing. James Madison, who's their you know, playmaker and uh, set-piece specialist, he's carrying a hamstring injury. Vardy's another year older, and things just look a bit disjointed. There's something going on at Leicester behind the scenes, I think. Um, and I'm not sure if it's the uh, um, you know the son of the uh, original owner who, who passed away in a helicopter crash looking to move the club on, maybe, because they've spent no money. Um, and Brennan Rogers has been told that the $70 million they got for Fafana, he will only have a third of that to spend on reinforcements. So what's happening at Leicester? I'm not sure. Something is going on behind the scenes. Rogers isn't happy, and the team aren't playing like we know Leicester can play. So I think United get a win here, but I think that's more about where Leicester are at than where United are at, to be fair. Okay, Rob, the uh, transfer window is uh, not far away from closing this time around. Um, and Eric Ten Hag, uh, Man U's boss, has uh, completed the signing of uh, Ajax winger Anthony for $155 million, um, plus uh, $8.2 million in add-ons. Uh, and also uh, he's added to his goalkeeping stocks as well. Yeah, Martin Dubravka, uh, which is an interesting one. He's um, been at Newcastle. He was number one at Newcastle um, for, for quite some time, but uh, is now the number two there. And United, really, they, they shipped Dean Henderson out on loan to Forest because Dean Henderson, uh, who's been part of the United setup for some time, wasn't happy. Had last season, beginning of last season, he was told by uh, Solskjaer that he would start the season as the number one keeper because De Gea had had a poor season the season before. Then, before the season started, Henderson got COVID, so he couldn't start the season. De Gea did and started on fire, and then he couldn't get back in the team. So Henderson sort of fired a few broadsides and said that he was lied to and promises weren't kept. So I think United were keen to... Uh, they, I think, saw him as a bit disruptive, so they shipped him out to Forest on loan. But it's left them skinny in the goalkeeping department. Uh, Tom Heaton... The former Burnley keeper at 35 is the only other keeper they had. So they needed someone that could put the pressure on De Gea uh, to keep his performances up and also be a potential um, option between the sticks due to injuries or just rotation as well. The Bravka, I, I think it's a smart move. It's not costing them anything really. It's uh, a loan move initially. And if it works out and there's certain targets are met for United, then they uh, have to pay $5 million for him next season. So... Uh, he's an international as well, uh, plays for Czech Republic, I believe. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he challenges De Gea because 
the thing that Ten Hag really wants to do is have a, a goalkeeper who's really good with his feet, much like, say, Edison at City, so they can play out from the back more. De Gea has proven to be a little bit of a liability when under pressure with the ball at his feet. I don't know. that Dubravka doesn't scream to me a great keeper with the ball at his feet, to be honest. Maybe, maybe I just haven't seen enough of it, but... It's an interesting move. I think uh, it's solid, it's safe, and it doesn't cost a lot. Um, whether or not it's a solution, I think, remains to be seen. Just quickly on the, the, the weekend's action uh, coming up, I want to get on to the Phoenix as well in a moment. Um, so, Man U Arsenal, that's a, a key one. So you've got, uh, what, uh, two games in the space of about four days. Um, and uh, I think that's probably the most influential game of the weekend as I... I look at it as the standout. Brighton going pretty well. Uh, they're up against Leicester, and Brighton currently fourth. Yeah, Brighton are doing really well. I mean, they lost their last game to Fulham, but I mean, those two goals they conceded to Fulham were the first two goals they've conceded this season. So defensively, really solid. Uh, they've got a bit more going forward. Pascal Gross, the German midfielder, hey, they've, they've pushed him forward. He's playing as part of a front two now, um, sort of in the 10 role. Seems to be working for them and going pretty well. So, yeah. Uh, Graham Potter doing very good things there. Uh, you know, it's one of those situations that now Graham Potter, I think, is if any of the big six clubs pull the trigger on a manager, he's probably the next one in line now. I think he's got to that point uh, in his career. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I'd also say, Smithy, there's a couple other games I'm, I'm interested to see. Chelsea, they are, are they combusting at the moment? Thomas Tuchel's not happy. They're home to West Ham, so it's another London derby, and it's a West Ham team that are on the improve. So that could be, I, I think that could be an interesting game to watch. And of course, the Merseyside derby is always interesting to watch. Liverpool, as I mentioned, not playing particularly well. Neither are Everton. But uh, as I say, big dark games like this, form goes out the window and uh, that could be a firecracker. Last night, the Phoenix beaten by MacArthur, uh, 2-0, uh, which seems sees them uh, eliminated from the Australia Cup. But I, I guess... That gives them the um, chance now that uh, their one major focus comes into play, and that's the league, which isn't far away. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, we're not too far away from that. I think that's October, so not long. Uh, pretty much after those all-white Socceroos games, we'll see the A League get underway. And yeah, I think it's been a decent run uh, for the Phoenix. They've they've had a tough run. They've had a tough draw. They've had lots of A League teams in their draw. I mean, that's last night from MacArthur. Uh, the Phoenix was the first A League team they've played at the quarterfinal stage. So. That's interesting. And, I mean, MacArthur, they won 2 0, didn't have it all their own way. The Phoenix hit the post twice. They certainly, uh, the Phoenix were the better team for most of the first half. Uh, but uh, MacArthur, they've got some very good individuals. Uh, Daniel De Silva, who's been a Socceroo, Ulysses De Vere, of course, former Phoenix player as well, Daniel Arzani, and Craig Noon. So they've got a lot of guys who are great on the ball. They didn't look good without the ball, MacArthur, last night. They looked susceptible. Um, but when they did have the ball, they looked dangerous. So under Dwight York, I think they'll be an entertaining team to watch. I think there'll be goals at both ends in their games. And, yeah, for the Phoenix, they can, they can crack on now and concentrate on building up towards the league season. Uh, just a note, Smithy, Ben Wayne has been travelling very, very well for the Phoenix in pre-season. He had a good end of last season as well. It's just come out that um, the, the club turned down a bid for him from an English championship side. I've heard it's Millwall. Um, so we'll see. With 24 hours left to go in the transfer window, whether Mill will come back with another bid for Ben Wayne. Um, if he goes, it'll mean the club have made some money, but it'll also leave a bit of a hole in the ranks there and uh, an opportunity for another Kiwi, potentially. OK. Uh, Ricardo Ball, uh, as always, thank you very much. Um, 
rest uh, easy. I think you've got a big uh, next uh, 10 days or go coming up here on SEN. So, um, look, I, I look forward to that, mate, and I look forward to the football action over the weekend. Uh, cheers, Ricardo. Thank you. Cheers, Smithy, and Trevor well to Aussie, mate. I've got big shoes to fill. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.